guys, welcome to episode two of the Due Diligence Suit podcast. We have a really special guest today. If you guys haven't watched already, uh, make sure to check out the first episode of our podcast. It's up on our YouTube channel. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcasts, and we're working on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, today, our guest is Mr. Aleem Fadai from Synergy Communications Capital, which is an investor relations firm, I believe, based in Vancouver. I'm not correct. Correct. Um, so yeah, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, and uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I took a look at your guys' Instagram. It seems pretty cool what you guys are up to. Um, just as a brief background, my name is Aleem Fadai. I own a company called Synergy Communications Capital. Uh, we're a full-service investor relations firm and corporate communications. Um, so we work specifically with early-stage companies that are listed on the TSX, TSX Venture, um, and the CSE. So these are you know, typically early-stage companies um, that have either just financed and gone public um, or in the process of raising money, opened up financing, and they're going to go public. Awesome. Um, do you want to kind of, I guess, if we have a lot of like reseller investors who are part of our community. Um, do you think you could just go over like what, what you do as, as investor relations, like what exactly that means, uh, what you're yeah. doing for these companies? Yeah. So, I mean, in simple form, investor relations is pretty much bridging the gap between a corporation and shareholder base. Um, so, you know, being investor relations, you have to manage quite a few things. One of them being knowing everything about the company, whether it's financials or if it's a mining company, knowing about the property, the jurisdictions of the property, um, and, you know, pretty much the whole nine yards, because you're going to get people, shareholders that are, you know, reaching out, asking certain questions. Um, so you need to be, you know, knowledgeable in every aspect of the company. Um, you know, investor relations is kind of a combination of marketing, communications, and generally just keeping a good relationship between shareholders, new shareholders, and, and existing shareholders. Awesome. Um, I, I think I looked into a little bit of your background. I know you have a bit of a marketing background. Do you want to kind of maybe bring me back? Um, what's your experience? How did you get to this role? And, and, and what, what made you eventually get to your place owning a Synergy? Or Synergy yeah, sorry. so I mean, it all stemmed from a few years ago when I was in my second year of university. I launched a company called Exposed Marketing. Um, and that was just, you know, a broad marketing company. And my idea was while I was in school, I was going to, you know, help a lot of companies with marketing because I had experience with e-commerce and ads and everything like that. Um, and through that, I met a company, it's a, a publicly listed cannabis company, and I was doing some work in-house for them. And I was reporting to all the board members and the directors. Um, and one of them, you know, was the investor relations guy. So we developed quite a good relationship. Um, so he became my mentor. Um, fast forward a year and a half later, we both left the company and I approached him and I said, you know, why don't we start our own company? You can be completely hands off um, and you just have to introduce me to the right people and I'll give you 10% of our earnings. Um, so he's, you know, a hands off shareholder of the company um, and he's also a mentor, as I mentioned. So we work together and he introduces me to people. Um, and at this point, you know, I've, I've pretty much met a lot of his network. Um, so that's what I'm using to generate clients. That's awesome. Um, maybe you could kind of talk about um, what, what, like, particularly about the marketing field and investor relations, like what about it excites you uh, the most? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I, it's, it's quite exciting to work with these companies that are in their inception stages, just because they're, you know, they're super exciting. The stocks are volatile, there's a lot of movement. Um, and it's, it's quite cool to be on the forefront of these early stage companies, just because, you know, you get to see everything. Uh, when you work with a bigger company, you're in a certain department and that's kind of all you're focused on. With these companies, you really get to see everything um, from how they're, you know, raising money, who's raising the money, you know, different investors, accounting, you get to see everything. 
Um, and, you know, in volume, when you start working with many, many, many different companies, you get a really good sense of business development and all sorts of aspects, uh, which is great because you get to learn quite a bit. I think I mean, maybe we'll touch on this a little bit later and, and go with something else now. But I think something that would be really interesting is I know you guys obviously I found you guys through social media. Um, what maybe you could talk about what uh, the impact of social media is for your clients and um reaching out to a different generation of investors. I would think more with, especially these like smaller companies, it's more innovative industries that maybe are less known. So how are you leveraging social media? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, most of the companies that we work with are actually mining companies, um, which are, you know, traditional mining companies, exploration right. companies. Um, but, you know, one thing that's interesting is that there's a, a fact out there that the largest cohort of retail investors today are millennials. Uh, which is interesting, you know, these aren't the guys that are putting big money into companies, but these guys get a lot of volume on the stock um, because the biggest group of investors right now are retail guys who are in their millennial ages. Um, so that being said, you know, tons of millennials use social media daily, right? So this is Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, so for me, you know, when I approach these companies, that's part of our package is that we actually leverage these platforms and we get investor awareness through these platforms. Uh, so we find it, you know, it's a, it's a new way of getting investors and it's a new way of, you know, gaining interest for these companies. Have, have you found a lot of success with that? I, I assume that's something that you've kind of just gotten into, but from what yeah, you've seen, yeah, is no, it? We, we totally have. I mean, we use, we leverage financial media, social media platforms. We, you know, we pretty much do everything uh, in terms of digital and that's a very non-traditional way of doing IR. Um, it's an aspect of IR, but it's, it's definitely something new. And a lot of the times with these companies, it's older guys who are on the board and, you right. know, they're not too familiar with social media and marketing. Uh, so that's where we come in. That's awesome. Um, let me just take a look at these questions. Um, did you always have an entrepreneurial spirit? Did, did you always know when, when you were working for someone else that eventually it was something? Because I know for me, this what the building due diligence dude has always been something I've wanted to do. Was that always something you wanted to do? Oh, totally. I mean, growing up, I always kind of thought there was something wrong with me because I was never able to land a job for more than three months, you know, it was, it got to a point where I just couldn't do it. So I would only have these short-term jobs growing up in high school. Um, and I always wanted to do something a little bit more. So I had, you know, all sorts of different businesses growing up. Um, you know, I was flipping cars, doing all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and then when university hit, I was also, you know, kind of, I wasn't too engaged with these courses. I kind of figured, you know, there were, it was a lot of it's theory, right. And it's kind of, you know, you're learning the fundamentals of these subjects and, you know, I just thought I want to put something together that could lead to something a little bit yeah, bigger. For sure. um, so that's, that's pretty much how it happened. But I've always been an entrepreneur by heart. Um, you know, I know that name gets thrown around quite a bit. Everyone likes to think they're an entrepreneur, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're either born with it or you can adapt quite quickly. Um, and I think, you know, both of those are for me for sure. Yeah. I think definitely when, when you're working in like a role, I know at least for myself, I had a couple, a couple of jobs and, and, and internships where I just felt like, even though I might've enjoyed the work, like I, I really like that it's like my own, that, that it's something I'm working on. So I, I'm sure you can relate with that. Yeah. I mean, it just means much more when you're putting in, you're investing into yourself essentially, right? right? So yeah, 100%. Putting work into someone else's company. It makes you that much more motivated. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you can go into this, but if you'd like, maybe what are, what is a day-to-day -day like look for you? Yeah. So it's all sorts of things, right? I'm managing quite a few people. Um, I have three contractors and someone who's pretty much full-time as well as my business partner. Um, and we also have 10 different companies that we're providing work for. 
So you can imagine that, you know, there's tons of stuff going on, but a, a big part of it is, is scheduling news releases. Uh, so when a press release goes out for a company, we have to distribute it across multiple channels, um, submit it to Global Newswire, as well as, you know, handle all sorts of investor inquiries, um, as well as managing big ad spend. Uh, so we have, I have a guy who, you know, manages my ads for me. Um, and, you know, companies typically give us a budget. They say, you know, we want to spend $10,000 a month on ads. So you guys do it, you know, you guys manage it and you guys put it where you think is appropriate. Um, so I have a guy who helps me with that. And then, it's, you know, another part of that is managing all the social media profiles um, and, and just general marketing initiatives, right? So we're always looking for new ways to deploy capital into different marketing strategies and programs, whether it's from us um, in-house internally or we're, you know, outsourcing it to different groups. I would be interested to think as, as some of these companies that you're working with grow, um, what does, does your business change? I mean, it's obviously super early, early on, but it, it, when you're, I guess when, if it's, if it becomes more of a medium to large scale company is how you're putting out that information different or is it, or, or, or is it the same? I don't know if I'm learning that, that question. Yeah. I, I mean, the process gets a little bit more comprehensive, you know, once these companies start growing, there's right. more people being added to the team. Uh, but like I said, you know, we take on these companies at their earliest stages. So right when they've raised money um, and, you know, typically these companies don't have a huge lifespan, right? Typically two to three years, they might spin off into a new company or they might get acquired. Um, so we just focus on right when they're in their inception. So we haven't even got to that point where we, you know, started working with really big companies. All of these companies have a market cap that's under 50 million. Uh, so these are, you know, micro cap or even nano cap companies. That's awesome. I think I think I, I, something I wanted to get into later was was maybe your views on the Canadian capital markets. But first, maybe we'll get into uh, how, how do you how do you guys differentiate yourself from the competition? I guess that kind of going into the same question about your use of social media. But why why synergy yeah. over someone else? You know, the thing is, is that in Vancouver, there's a very tight knit community of early stage companies that are listed on the TSXV, specifically mining, right? So right. we built a name for ourselves um, because we're very hands-on. It's almost like we're working in-house for these companies, but ultimately we're a service provider. Right. Uh, so companies like that sense knowing that, you know, we're always there, we're always helping out, and we're always going above and beyond. Uh, not to mention we're a small group of young guys, um, you know, so it, we just bring another demographic to the table. We bring another strategy and uh more of a modern approach to marketing and communications in general awesome um I, I guess going into that as well you were talking about like how you build those uh those networks and relationships how important is it to have that networking and relationships like are these companies as you said i guess they, they talk to one another um how, how important is that it's huge. I mean, specifically for this industry, right? Because, you know, typically how it works is with these companies, there's a board of directors and there's a management team. Um, and what happens is a lot of these board of directors are also directors of you know, three other companies. Right. Right. So once you develop a relationship and you're providing good work for one company, odds are, you know, they're going to put you onto three other. And then once you're onto those three others, they'll put you onto more and more and more. So it's, you know, it's, it's huge, whether, you know, whether it's this industry or other industries or marketing or anything that you're doing, it's really, really beneficial to have not only you know a large network um, but also mentors so I, you know i'd like to think that mentors was you know played a huge part in where i am today um, one of them being my business partner and another mentor that i met a couple months ago but they you know we all have aligned interests and they're you know it's it's a mutually benefiting relationship right because they're trying to help me because i help their companies um, and it's just you know it's, it's great to have um, and i would totally recommend that anyone who's starting out 
puts a big emphasis on on finding mentors and growing a network. Do you have any have any tips for anyone in in, in finding a mentor or or how to network with people? Because I, I know especially for me when I was when I was doing like networking networking events, for example, like at at school or whatnot, um, you you don't necessarily know what to say. I think it's easier when you're like talking to someone that you you have something in common with. But what are some tips that you have? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to have something going on, whether it's, you know, you have a business plan or a business that you've just started, but something that you can leverage um, and you can provide value to someone. So, you know, if, you, if you're if you approaching a mentor and you don't really, you know, you might just like the idea of business or entrepreneurship, but you don't actually have any, you know, hard skills that you can offer. Right. Um, it might be a little bit difficult, but if you're coming to them with kind of a proposition or something that you can add to their lives or some sort of value that you can add to their companies or their network um, and get them in the sense where, you know, they can refer you to their network and they'll feel confident in doing so. Um, that's big. So I, you know, I would, I would first have, you first have to start something, um, have some sort of business and then, you know, go out there aggressively um, and just meet everyone you can, you know, this is going to events virtually in person, um, just covering all the bases and really just, you know, dialing into meeting new people in your community and beyond. Um, and once you have something that you're kind of working towards and you're really passionate about it, it definitely shows um, and you'd be surprised how many older people and, you know, mentors and people who are a little bit older, they actually really would like to see you succeed just because, you know, a lot of them see themselves right. when they were young, you know, they were kind of the same. Um, so, which I found really interesting was that tons of these people were, you know, going out of their way to make introductions, even if there wasn't a finder's fee or anything like that, they were still really trying to help out. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think networking is, is super, super important. And I think, it's definitely a skill that you you build over time. So it's obviously you've done a great job with it, and it's it, yeah, like super super important in the investor relations industry. Yeah, um, in any industry, but, like, but yeah, yeah. Um, like to, I'd like to ask what what are your, what are some of your long term goals with Synergy, and maybe when the company was was first founded, how has it changed if, if anything since then? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting that you say that because. I'm currently in the process of building an investment fund right now. Um, so, you know, like I said, when I take on these companies, they, they're doing a financing, right? So they're at the ground floor. Right. Um, they're offering shares and equity at a very, you know, at a, at a price that the public can't get access to. Right. So this is the ground floor. So, you know, for me, I'm trying to build an investment fund where when I take on a company, we can actually invest right into them at the ground floor. Um, and typically this is done through something called a check swap. So just to give you a background on that, it's, you know, for example, I approach a company and I say, I want to invest, you know, $30,000 into your company, mm. but you're going to sign up to a $15,000 marketing program over the course of three months. So what that's doing is that, you know, I'm, it's a, it's a win-win for both parties right. because I'm getting $30,000 worth of equity through my company. Um, but I'm also getting 15,000 back over the course of three months. So I'm only out 15,000 yet. I get 30,000 in equity. And they're getting services and they're not out of pocket for the expenses because I've actually invested into the company. So this is, this is a typical awesome. arrangement that a lot of service providers do. Um, so I'm trying to get to a point where I can build a significant amount of money that I can start deploying into these companies. Awesome. Is that, is that like a common practice throughout the industry that, um, that as you were saying, I, I actually had no idea that that even exists. It sounds super yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it, it's quite good because, you know, like I said, it's, it's a win-win. Uh, because the companies don't have to put out, you know, they're not out of pocket for the expenses um, and they're getting three months worth of services and a small investment too. Right. And I, I would assume if you're an investor, you, you gain confidence knowing that 
that investor relations also has a vested interest in that company as well. Exactly. And it's perfect because you're, you know, like I said, you're getting in at such a ground floor pricing. Um, you know, these, this is the earliest stage right before they go public or just after they go right. public. Um, so even when they, you know, they IPO and they go public at a certain price, you've gotten shares below that. Um, and a lot of people don't have access to these deals because, you know, if you're not involved in the company or you don't have that network, right, you have nothing to offer them. Exactly. Awesome. Um, I just had a question, but it just slipped my mind. So, uh, uh, what what advice would you give to someone who'd be looking to follow your career path? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, like I said, I started with e-commerce, and that slowly evolved into digital marketing for a variety of different sectors, and then I found this industry. Um, but if you want to specifically do investor relations, I would you know, learn a lot about the capital markets and how these micro cap companies operate. Um, and I would also get in touch with maybe people who do IR. Um, you know, it's quite easy to find online with the internet. You can find, you know, all sorts of companies and you can reach out to IR. You can even reach out as an investor and say, you know, I'm interested in this company and then right. maybe learn more about what they do. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of nurturing those relationships. Awesome. In terms of your investment fund, what, is there any specific focus you have on what type of companies it, like, uh, you guys are looking for, or in general, just. Yeah. So th these would be, you know, hot sectors, right? So anything that's emerging, trending, um, right. we, that's what we'd like, like to do. Like, for example, like, like DeFi and like uh, psychedelics, et cetera. I know, yeah, I know so I saw I'm, you guys. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, all of our clients right now, um, you know, these are emerging industries and these are pretty right. hot. So that's typically where we'd like to put money into Awesome. Um, I think, I don't know how much more time, like how much more time you'd like to talk, but I'm, I'm if, you, if you're enjoying it, I have a couple more questions. Yeah, yeah totally. For sure. Um, I, I'd love to know what you think about, uh, you were saying that uh, there, obviously in Canada, the Canadian markets, um, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more access to early stage companies, I think maybe to do with the regulatory framework. Um, maybe you could comment on that and how um, the CSE, NEO, et cetera, are, are enabling um, earlier stage companies to go public? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the IPO window right now is wide open for early stage companies. You know, unlike the States, there's a lot of different routes to, to go public. I know in right. the States, there's something called a SPAC. Here, it's a little bit different and it's a little, lot easier. There's something, yeah. you know, you can go public through a reverse takeover, which is essentially, you know, finding a shell um, and merging your asset into the yeah. shell public that way. So there's ways to go public that aren't traditional. Um, yeah. Another one is through a capital pool company which, um, you know, is kind of the equivalent to a SPAC, but it's on a much smaller scale in right. Canada. Um, so, you know, it really leaves the window wide open for companies to go public, it, even if they're not even in revenue stages, which is great, right? Because, it, you know, it allows these companies to get financing and access capital through the public markets um, without going through all the hurdles of, you know, a traditional IPO. Yeah. So th this enables a lot of innovative companies that are, you know, kind of groundbreaking and new um, to enter the public markets and gain capital that way and go public, which nice. is great. And that allows, you know, companies like mine um, to start working with super cool and innovative companies um, that are kind of, you know, just, you know, trendy in the most part and kind of have been happening. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you find that that Canada, I mean, obviously you're, you live in Canada, but do you, do you find that Canadian markets are, are, are was that part of your decision to, to locate here um, because of that or? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always grown up in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been, you know, 
interest in the Canadian markets here. Yeah. Um, but I think for, you know, in terms of regulations, it's a lot softer here um, as opposed to the States. Absolutely. Um, I have a couple more questions. Uh, maybe just me, what might be interesting. What, what are your takes on the overall market uh, in general? Might be interesting too. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting time right now. Um, you know, it, it goes in these cyclical cycles, right? Where you yeah. see ups and downs. Um, you know, for the most part, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a retail investor. I don't really invest too much money yeah. um, in these speculative companies. I have my long-term positions, uh, mostly blue chip, but I, you know, for the most part, I just follow these companies because they're my clients. Um, but, you know, it's tough sometimes when you see, you know, specifically during this time, a lot of stocks are down, a lot of companies are down, and it's tough to raise money during this time, uh, which, you know, impacts my company severely, right? Because if these can't, if these companies can't raise capital, you know, they don't have funds to engage into marketing or IR. Right. Um, so it really kind of plays a big part, but it is interesting to see how these, you know, the markets work. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm not a huge retail guy. So, um what what about um, the last couple of years uh, running synergy has been the most enjoyable? Is there any highlight moment? Yeah, I mean, just you know, I just love building businesses. Um, you know, from starting about a year and a half ago, we had zero clients, and today we have ten clients, and we're on track to do over a quarter million in revenue. And that's you know, that's a pretty exciting yeah. state, right? And this is only the beginning, right? So I'm constantly going after the bigger picture. Like I said, building a fund. Uh, so, you know, it's every day is exciting <laughs> without yeah, bullshit yeah. at all. You know, it's, it's, uh, it truly is, especially when you own a company and you see it grow every day and you look back to it, you know, a year ago and you look yourself today and it, it's, it's super exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's been super interesting to talk to you, like as a, as someone myself, who's more of a younger entrepreneur and nowhere near as far as long as my journey, it's, it's definitely motivating to hear that this is something you kind of always knew that you were going to be in that kind of position. You were able to make it happen. Totally. Um, maybe we'll just have one, one last question. Um, you could just leave uh, maybe one final note. What, what's the mission of Synergy Capital and, and, and uh, what, what do you guys want? What, what do you want to see in the, in the future? So it's kind of the same as the last question, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, our proposition mostly to clients is that, we're giving these companies access to another group of investors um, that traditional IR and marketing groups can't do, right? So we're tapping into the millennials and the Gen Z groups, which is, like I said, the largest cohort of retail investors right now. Um, and that's a big proposition is that, you know, we can give, you know, you know, we can position you guys in a way that is attractive to the younger generation as well as the older generation, right? So using my business partner, who's a, a little bit of an older guy, uh, he has all the traditional IR communications, marketing strategies, Whereas me and my my team, you know, are mostly modern day marketing, financial media, that kind of thing. So when we combine the two, you know, we're we're going after every single demographic of investors, um, as opposed to just focusing on one group. Right. And when you're working with these with these companies, um, sorry, I completely forgot my question. Um, <laughs> Your time. Um, when you're working with these companies, especially on the on the social media side, is there any sort of like restrictions to what you can and can't put out in terms of the the IR? Oh yeah, there's a ton. I mean, you know, anything that's not publicly disclosed, you can't say. And that goes with you know even getting calls from shareholders, um, and they say, you know, what's going on with the company? 
what can I expect in the next you know, two months or some upcoming catalysts, you have to make sure that, first of all, you have to make sure that everything that you're saying to that one shareholder, everything that you're putting out on social yes. media is aligned with everything that's been put out by the company. Um, as well as, you know, you get quite involved with these companies and you get quite close with all of the guys. And, you know, it's easy to say, you know, this is what's going to happen in the next two months. It's quite easy to say that on the phone, but, you know, or on social media, but you just have to make sure that you're following all the guidelines, which is, you know, the biggest thing is just, you don't put out anything or you don't say anything that hasn't been publicly disclosed. Um, you know, you obviously can't say, this is where I expect the company to go. And this yeah, of is course. my questions, right? I'm not a financial analyst or, you know, I can't be making these assumptions. Um, but what I can do is I can say, you know, this is what's currently going on in the company. You know, this is some news that's come out in the last two months. This is where I see it um, generally just coming from based on the news uh, without speaking too too much. So, it's, you know, that's, that's really important for sure. Yeah. Sorry, just one last question. Um, where, um, I guess, where, where do you see the future of, of IR? Do you see other firms moving to, towards this this more this model that more targets now millennials and then eventually Gen Z when it comes to that point? Um, yeah, how important I, I is that? I, I definitely do think that there's you know uh, more IR forms that are emerging, and I think that for the most part they're going to try to tap into this demographic of people as well. Um, because if you look you know on a, a broader landscape, all of the IR firms for the most part are run by older guys who, you know, have a big network and email list of old guys that like to invest, uh, which leaves, you know, the young guys completely untapped. Right. And all um, these new stage companies, I'm sure they would rather work with someone like you than. Yeah. I mean, it's true in some sense, right? I think it's good to have a combination of, uh, you know, different ages, but right. if you can have someone that really focuses on that retail group um, right. in the younger, younger ages, I think that's definitely good because, you know, a lot of the times with these companies, there's, very little volume on the stock. Yeah. Um, there's not much liquidity either, right? Because, right. Like, you know, trading at 30 cents and there's, you know, some 50,000, 60,000 shares trade the day, which is, you know, nothing really yeah. it's quite minimal. Um, so to get people who are even buying a little bit of stock, retail guys who are putting in money here and there, it's good because it makes, you know, it, it makes it more liquid, right? The company. Absolutely. Um, do you think, just one final thought that you have, you have for our viewers, anything. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. It was super, super interesting. This was a lot, even more than I expected. So thank you very much. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anything you, you want to. Uh, you know, I, I guess most of your, your uh, audience is young entrepreneurs, investors, is it? Yeah. Entrepreneurs, investors, business. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've we got a small following now, only 300 followers, but we're working on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of finding something you're passionate about, which I know, it, you know, everyone says that, but <clears throat> find something you're passionate about and just go for it. You know, don't, a lot of people have this idea where, oh, you start a business, you know, you must've gotten crazy amount of funding from banks and all sorts of, it's not as complicated as it seems right if you can take something that's just an idea and slowly start building piece by piece um and just going full force um i think that you can make quite a big name for yourself yeah. and do it as long as you're passionate about it and you actually like what you're doing uh the sky's the limit for sure thank you so thank you so much and some some great advice you gave our viewers if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to follow for future episodes um, we're gonna have a lot more coming so uh, if you guys enjoyed uh and we'll see you guys next time